Hello, and welcome to You Lost Me at Namaste, where we discuss all things wellness, well-being, and spirituality at the real world 101 level. So if you've ever wondered what the law of attraction is and how you can use it to manifest your life, or what chakras are, or what you can do to just feel better and change your energy, then this podcast is for you. I'm the host and well-being alchemist, Michelle Schoenfeld, and I am so glad that you found it. So before we go on to today's topic, I just wanted to remind some of the new listeners out there who I am and the background of this. So season one, if you want to go back into the library, you can find out all sorts of things from the law of attraction to chakras, energy healing, and that was recorded from the Eaton Workshop Hotel radio station in downtown Washington, D.C. And then most of season two is a little bit more on the wellness and well-being side, and that was recorded in Bodrum, Turkey in cooperation with the LifeCo Wellbeing Center. There's some great episodes from there, including yin yoga, Chinese medicine, as well as a fantastic interview with the founder, Erson. So I encourage you to go back to season one and two if you are interested in any of those topics. Now for season three, I am recording from my home studio since we are into full-blown COVID. <laughs> so it might have some different background noises and just bear with me. And it also is going to be a very interactive season. So I encourage you to send me your questions or if there's show ideas that you would like to hear more about. Again, at the 101 level. And for all my listeners who are abroad, 101 in the United States just is what they call a basic college course. So it's nothing super in-depth. Basically, the idea of this podcast is I'm going to give you basic information at a very easy, relatable level. And then if you're interested... If it resonates with you, then you can delve in more and find a deeper understanding or meaning or message me. And I'm happy to send you some resources of areas or ways that you can get more information on any of the topics I discuss. So today we are going to talk about Tantra <laughs> and I am so excited about it. I've had several of my friends and listeners ask me, when am I going to do a show on it? And I've teased it. Well, today's the day. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Tantra, uh, a lot of times we hear it in reference to Tantra sex or tantric sex, and I am going to talk about that, but that's not really the meaning of Tantra. That's more of a neo-tantric theory. Tantra actually goes back to 500 BC, you know, actually longer, but that's the first time they find it in texts, and it originates in Hindu Sanskrit. And it's definitely in the Hindu teachings, of course, but also in Buddhism. And a lot of times people just think it's Hindu, but what we know today is more Buddhist. And the reason why, to be honest, is because of colonialism. When it came to India, there was a lot of shame about Tantra and about Tantric yoga and some of the teachings. And it really changed the whole idea of Tantra teaching. So originally, it's all about enlightenment and connection with self and connection with your physical and spiritual awareness. It actually means web or weave to expand. Like just think of this beautiful web kind of connected to everything, but also containing you. So originally Tantra was all about enlightenment and connection and physical, spiritual. As I just said, like think about all those wonderful things. It was not about sex it was not about um, having 
pleasure with your partner, which we're going to talk about all that fun stuff today. But that's what original Tantra was. So Tantra today, what most people, especially since the 60s, early 70s, have related, related it to is sex, of course. And tantric sex is something that has been taught. I think the first book came out in the 1920s. So we're talking pretty modern, but it was really the 70s that it took off. And then it died for a while again. And now it's coming back and it's having a revival. So today we're going to talk about tantric sex, tantra yoga. We're going to talk about the difference between traditional and new. And before I go into like the philosophical side of it, I know that all of you are probably just really interested in the tantric sex part. So we're going to jump right into that. So the whole idea of tantric sex is really knowing your body. It's not orgasm driven. It's not about having that ultimate climax and pleasure of your partner or yourself. It's about knowing your body. It's about sensuality. It's about the experience. It's a very slow meditation that is supposed to bring you in touch with your own feelings, your own sensuality. The whole idea is also to help you release shame or help you release any negative images you have about your body and just really learning how to enjoy the journey of a sexual experience. And again, not orgasm, but the sexual experience. A lot of times in tantric sex, it's touching the inner part of your arm, the back of your neck, inner thigh, massaging your abdomen, the groin area, but not actually check, touching any of the traditional sexual areas of our body. It can help with sexual dysfunction. As I said, it can help release emotional blocks and it opens up. It's a very, very healing, healing practice. And once people have kind of mastered this, it is wonderful to do it then with a partner. And a lot of times um, people use teachers and it's recommended by a lot of the the people who are in the field, and I'm going to give resources at the end. Oh, Sophia Sandari is amazing. Layla Martin. I'll give some really great resources later that you can log on to some free videos, watch this, learn this. But they recommend that you have a teacher just to make sure that you're actually doing it right. And to give you an example, um, Layla Martin has a great uh, website and she has a free guide on there and she has a one hour video on a yoni massage. So I think a lot of people have heard yoni, <laughs> yoni massage, another word for women's sexual, whether it's, it's not actually vagina or vulva, whatever you want to call it. She, I'm just going to be blunt. She actually calls it a pussy massage, <laughs> to be honest, which is hard for me to even say. So I guess I need more of this to release some of that. Um, but it's one hour. And the idea is your partner gives you this one hour massage without expecting anything in return. And there's steps that go along with it. And the goal is not orgasm. The goal is to bring energy into your body, to do healing, to have this extreme pleasure of knowing what feels good with your body without any other um, expectation or obligation. So I would encourage you to check out her website for sure. And you can watch some of these videos and learn more about it. This is 101. So I'm going to keep on going here. Uh, another thing about tantric sex is it, a lot of it has to do with massage. A lot of it has to do with massage, with uh, masturbation, to be honest, exploring your own body, your pleasure zones, and directing energy. So what I mean by that, directing energy, is 
there are people out there who practice this. And you can go onto Google or YouTube actually and find videos where people can direct energy either from their hands or with their mind to places on their body and actually achieve an orgasm without ever having any direct physical stimulation or penetration. And I thought that was really interesting. The first time I watched a video on this was several years ago, and it was literally a guy laying on a yoga mat, and it was not graphic. He had his clothes on, and he describes what he's going to do ahead of time, and then he does it, and you sit there and watch him. And of course, I was like a little embarrassed, to be honest, to be watching such an intimate experience, but I was also fascinated because you could see the energy of his body. You could see the heat rise. You could see his face flush. And this was all through just breathing, focused breath, and him directing energy places. It was really, honestly, incredibly fascinating. The reason I love this so much is because, you know, so much of of sexuality has come to pleasure. Like, I, I was watching a movie recently, and there's this guy, and it's actually a really good movie. I'd recommend it. It's called 20th Century Women. It's on Netflix. But one of the, you know, young skateboarders, this is in the 1970s, it's like, yeah, I went out with so-and-so last night and I fucked her so hard she came three times. And the other kid who's 17, he's like, oh, well, what did you do for clitoris stimulation? And the other, the kid is like, looks at him like, what are you talking about? And it was because he had had this whole conversation where somebody gave him a book to read, Our Bodies, Ourselves, talking about how women, for the most part, cannot achieve orgasm quickly. It can take 45 minutes or an hour. And we've become so used to faking it. And men have become so used to thinking that sex has to be done a certain way to please women because of porn, because of movies, because of really unrealistic um, media. But the truth is, it's not about that. Not that people don't enjoy a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like it can be fun, right? Like a, a good throwdown can be fun. But real intimacy, real pleasure comes from a drawn out, and I mean in a positive way, of a sensual energy experience, of that transfer of energy, of that pure pleasure. And that's what tantric sex helps people learn how to achieve. And there's kind of two two kinds, um, which I will go into. There's solo play and there's partner play. But before we get there, um, let me just say another part of Tantra and tantric sex is appealing to all five senses. So setting the mood, setting the intention. This is not like a drunken throwdown. This is an intentional experience that you're going to have either, either with yourself or with a partner. And lighting candles, burning incense, having a really soft bed or a lush blanket to lay on, re- beautiful music in the background, whatever it is that for you makes you feel calm and connected, you want to appeal to all five senses before you start. And um, maybe meditate a little bit, practice some breathing, stretching. Some people even do like a little quick masturbation just to do anything you can to release anxiety and release stuck energy to kind of get your palate, your body, your spirit, your energy level prepared um, for what's to come. So maybe I should have called this, you lost me at namaste after dark, um, (laughs) because it is going to get a little steamy possibly. So I'm going to give you a really quick kind of what you can expect, like what a tantra, and we will do, um, partner play. So partner play is when you are doing it with somebody else, of course. Um, 
what you can kind of, what it looks like when you have a session like this. So the first thing you want to do is sit across from each other. And you can be naked, partially clothed, fully clothed. It really doesn't matter. You start by putting your right hand on the heart of your partner and then your left hand on top of your partner's hand, which is on your heart. And you sit there and you make eye contact for five minutes. And you just breathe. And you want to start breathing in unison. And then you take another five minutes to make sure your breath is the same. And they call it the four, seven, eight method, which is you breathe in for a count of four, you hold it for a count of seven, and then you release it for a count of eight. So these are really deep diaphragm breaths. And while you're doing this, you're continuing to have eye contact with your partner. It's a very intimate experience. Then after that, you spend five minutes lightly touching each other with intention. So kind of focus energy coming from your hand, like the warmth, this life force energy coming from your hand into the body of your partner. And you touch areas such as the inner part of your arm, their wrist, maybe gently graze their inner thigh towards the groin, the stomach, the breast, the neck, any of those areas that aren't necessarily the first go-to place you want to go, but where there's kind of exposed skin. Well, if you're fully clothed, it doesn't matter. You can still do this. But the idea is you're focusing energy from your hand into these other areas of their body, knowing that we're made up of so many different energy meridians and sometimes being touched in an area that's not traditionally considered sexual is really, really intimate and exciting. So for five minutes, you're just touching. Then you spend another five minutes kissing, but nothing more, just kissing. And very slow, then you move on to going back to kissing and then maybe caressing. But there's no nothing touching like the genitals at all, everything but. And then after that, that's just the foreplay part. Then after that, people then kind of dive into whatever you want. So, so for some people, they just continue to touch each other and kiss. For some people, they will um, use their hands to stimulate their partner. And for some people, they'll stimulate themselves with their partner there. It really depends on what works for you and what works for your partner in a way that's comfortable for both of you, that doesn't feel embarrassing, that doesn't feel shameful, that's not uncomfortable. So this is probably a discussion that you either have ahead of time or there's nothing wrong with after, once you get past the just looking and touching, breathing, that having a discussion about what they like, what feels good, what you like, what feels good for you. And if you're not comfortable talking about it yet because you're just not there, then you can just continue to massage those kind of erotic zones with breathing and looking at each other until whatever takes over takes over. But the whole idea is for it to be a very, very slow, intentional experience of pleasure. And some people, once they do this for a while, they will set a goal ahead of time of what they want to, um, what they want to experience. Sometimes they both want to have an orgasm. Sometimes neither have an orgasm. Sometimes there's two submissives. Sometimes there's two dominants. 
And the idea is to kind of explore your role and what you like about it. And then you might want to switch roles a little bit and see how comfortable you can be while pushing that envelope a little bit. So there's really beautiful things that you can do with Tantra that has nothing to do with the actual physical um, intercourse. There's so many other beautiful areas of pleasure in our bodies. And again, like I said, this is not orgasm driven. And it's wonderful when we have beautiful orgasms, but that's not, um, that's not the whole idea of it. And then the last thing is after you're done with whatever it is, and I'll just say if you're doing this solo play by yourself, it's the same thing. Use really beautiful massage oil that smells good, that feels good. Start maybe on your belly, your inner thigh, your groin, your arm, and just do whatever feels good without any judgment. But as fast as you want to move, try to keep it as slow as possible. We always want to say whatever you think. If you think you're going slow enough, make it even slower. Because especially in today's society, we want everything fast, 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 immediate. This is not the time for that. This is the time to just slow down. So after you're done with your experience, then if you are with somebody... Um, you want to spoon. And spooning is really wonderful because it's an energetic transfer. And it's think of a receiver, think of a battery, right, that has a positive and negative side. It's the same with spooning. So whether you're the person behind transferring the energy to the person in front of you, you want to wrap your arms around them, maybe put your hand around them and on their heart. And if you're the person receiving, let them do that and then put your hands on top of their hands on your heart. And make it a very purposeful, conscious transfer of energy. And then you may want to switch. There's no right or wrong with this. Um, it's just be conscious of this transfer of energy. It's a really beautiful thing when it's done with intention. That's really the key, is when it's done with intention. It can release negative sexual beliefs. It can release um, shameful feelings. It can bring in love and connection and really, it helps you feel connected to divine and channel divine energy. And that's really the most beautiful thing. If you've had an amazing sexual experience, one of those mind-blowing where you like see stars, there's a very good chance that that was because, even though you didn't realize it, you were channeling divine energy and you were having this amazing synergistic effect with your partner. Um, that's really what the whole idea of Tantra is, is that enlightenment, that consciousness, that release of divine energy. And it does tie into Kundalini as well. Um, Kundalini yoga and Kundalini, uh, which has a lot to do with chanting, um, Kundalini Shakti, the serpent power. So there's, we're going to go into that in a whole other podcast. There's so much that ties into tantric sex or to Tantra, I should say. But I do want to remind all of you now um, that, again, this is considered neo-tantra, new tantra. This is not considered the traditional tantra. If you find somebody who actually is a real master of this, which is very, very difficult, a lot of times they are not real pleased with the talk of tantric sex or this neo-tantra um, because it really is not part of the original beautiful experience of the tantra teachings in the original Tantra yoga that was so dismantled and clouded by colonialism and shame that was brought into pleasure and sexuality. So anyway, but we're not going to worry about that. I'm just letting you know so you know the history behind it. But neo-Tantra, tantric sex, is what all the rage is now, right? It's what Gwyneth Paltrow is talking about. It's what, There's shows on Netflix. There's um, 
places popping up all over the place that talk about Tantra and Tantric sex. So I want you to really know what it is and what you can experience from it. Um, I also want to say, be careful of your source. There are people who are teaching this and offering um, private sessions all over. It's becoming more and more popular. And sometimes they're predatory. Anytime that we're dealing with people who are vulnerable and who have had um, maybe abuse or neg negative sexual experiences and are looking for healing and looking for therapy, they're very vulnerable. And if you fit into this category or somebody you know fits into this category, I really want you to make sure that you read reviews, that you ask for references. If somebody is hesitant to give you any of those, um, maybe they say their clients are private or they don't share information, then that's probably not the person for you because there are some predatory practices out there. And again, it can be a really wonderful healing experience to get to know your body and love your body. And um, one of the most beautiful things about Tantra is that it can help you love your body no matter what shape, size, color, it doesn't matter. You can love your body because our bodies are a gift. Even if they don't look like the pictures of the magazine, they don't look like people who are on TV, our bodies are a really amazing gift and we asked for it in this lifetime. We chose this body. So we have to treat it well, of course, but we need to love it. We need to accept it. We need to find out what it can do and what it's capable of. And we're not taught that, especially in Western society. We're not taught that it's okay to love your body no matter what. We're not talk, taught how to touch ourselves in ways that give us pleasure. This is so uncomfortable even for me to talk about sometimes because I wasn't taught that. And uh, I shouldn't say that actually because my mom was very, very open. She was very open. Um, but I wasn't coming from a community where that was something we talked about. We definitely didn't talk about self-pleasure, masturbation, using vibrators with your partner. A lot of really amazing sexual long-term relationships that people have, they will say it's because they do other things, not just traditional um, sex. In fact, 43%, I read an article recently, 43% of people who said they've had long-term sexual relationships over 10 years attribute it to either using... Um, like vibrators or doing something that people would consider is a little kinky, whether it's um, submission, role-playing, using toys, whatever it was, they attribute it to something out um, of the norm. And I shouldn't say out of the norm. It actually is the norm. People just aren't talking about it. So that's what's really wonderful about Tantra is it can help you learn how to love your body, how to find what pleasure yourself, because if you don't know how to take care of yourself, you're really probably not going to be able to explain to a partner or teach a partner, and you probably won't even be able to talk about it. It is definitely something that can be difficult for people. So Tantra is a really beautiful way to get the conversation going, and if nothing else, if it is just you, and I shouldn't say just because you are the most beautiful thing in the world, um, your obligation in this life is to live your best life for you to know that you're worthy, you're enough, you're born for a reason, you're born the way you were born, all for a reason. It was divine. It was on purpose. You chose this. So love your body. Get to know your body <laughs> and get rid of judgment. Let it go. Let go of that judgment, that shame, anything that is holding you back for just feeling like you're amazing. Um, so I'm digressing a little bit, but I want to make sure that all of you out there know how important you are, how beautiful your body is, no matter what it looks like. It's never too late to figure this out. <laughs> and if this is making you a little uncomfortable, then you know, don't worry about it. Know that 
baby steps, baby steps. And if you are like, oh yes, I do kink, I do submissive, I do dominance, I do bondage, I have a fetish, <laughs> I use toys, I have no problem talking about it, then great, good for you, come be on my show and tell us more. <laughs> and I'm serious, if there's somebody out there listening who loves all this stuff, has used a lot of these practices um, successfully, I want to hear from you. And I'm guessing a lot of my listeners do as well. And this is a an international podcast, 63 countries now around the world. And not every country do people talk about this. In some countries, they talk more. But let's spread our knowledge and share it with each other. Okay, so back to, um, back to the actual practicality. I wanted to say if it's solo play, which we talked about the massage oil and all that, it's also important at the end um, where the partners are spooning, right? When it's solo play, you can literally wrap your arms around yourself and just hug yourself, close your eyes, and visualize the most amazing hug. Feel that pressure. Feel that transfer of energy from your hands into your body. And just really focus back on your breath again. Go back to that four, seven, eight. And you can do that. Maybe you might even drift into a slumber, whatever it is, of just really loving yourself, thanking your body for the experience, and knowing that whatever the outcome or whatever the experience, just being grateful being grateful for your body, being grateful for your life, being grateful um, for your spirit. So it's important to have that kind of closure at the end of, ex- of the experience. And again, right, there's all, always times that people need a release of energy. Was masturbation is a release of energy. You know, somebody does a little five-minute um, self-pleasure in the shower and they jump out and they put on their clothes, they run to work. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, the quickie before work or whatever the case may be. Um, Enjoy it. Have fun. But that's not what Tantra is. That's a totally other, um, that's something totally different. So Tantra, slow, purposeful, getting to know your body. <laughs> There's also ties um, with Tantra and Ayurvedic medicine, um, which is pretty interesting as well. I really like that. And I'm going to do an entire show on Ayurvedic medicine later in the season. We have Kundalini coming up in a couple weeks. And we're going to also talk about the different kinds of yoga and how it relates to Tantra and how it relates to where we are in the world right now with kind of like this dark age um, and greed and commercialism, but also how to find balance. Because one of the most beautiful things about Tantra, um, the Tantra belief, is that it is possible to attain liberation or enlightenment even during the worst social and moral conditions. And that was written a long time ago. I'm going to read it one more time. It is possible to attain liberation or enlightenment even during the worst social and moral conditions. And I love that because I feel like that's where a lot of us are right now in the world with what's going on with politics, with COVID, um, with our environment is, you know, some people say we're in the age of enlightenment. Some people say we're in the dark age and it's cyclical. We go through cycles throughout history. And I feel that we are coming out of the darkness. We are going into the age of enlightenment. We're coming into the light. And even though it doesn't necessarily feel like it, we really are. And it's never um, too dark or too bleak to live your best life and to grow and to find happiness and to start making changes. So I'm going to read that one more time, the Tantra belief. It is possible to attain a liberation or enlightenment even during the worst social and moral conditions. So I want to leave that with you. Um, And let me see here. So, oh, okay. So I want to give you some sources as well. Um, Medical News Today, I'm going to put links in the notes, so look for them. 
Healthline is always, it's one of my favorite websites, Healthline, is for things like this. So you can look up Tantra, you can look up the doshas, Kundalini, whatever you want to look up. Healthline usually has a pretty good article and they are peer reviewed. Sometimes they're medical professionals, sometimes they're not, but it's always a very good source. Um, As far as the actual Tantra websites I mentioned, one is Sophia Sandari. And hers is very spiritual. It's about returning to love and spirituality. But she has some great um, free content, and she talks about body positivity. So I encourage you to check out her website. Also, Layla Martin. She has a free guide you can download. She has videos. She has all sorts of free content, and she also um, provides training. And then there's a book. There's a book by George uh, Feuerstein. And I like it if you're interested in Tantra because it's more about the original Tantra, like way before the Neo. And he kind of explains um, how to use it with your body, with energy, with chakras, but it's a 101 level and it kind of explains um, the real history if you're interested more in the spirituality of it versus, you know, the modern, um, the modern part. So those are all, I'll have links, as I said, in the show notes. So check them out. And I also want to say, if you are liking this, please, I would love you to write me a review. I would love you to send me feedback because I really pick my topics and the depth of the show based on what you all like. So how this started, as I said earlier, is friends coming to me. I am a master energy healer. I have done a lot of different types of therapy um, with clients and friends coming to me and saying, okay, like you owned a medical spa, you were very mainstream, you're a college athlete, now you're doing all this kind of hippy-dippy woo-woo healing, which is wonderful. Can you explain it to us in a way that we understand? So that's how this all started, is yes, I am an energy healer. Um, I do a lot of different therapies. I have clients all around the world and I love it, but I came from a very mainstream background. So I love explaining it in a way, in an easy, relatable way that hopefully you understand. Uh, But if you don't, let me know and I will, um, I'm happy to to message you on Instagram or my email from my website, michelleschoenfeld.com. We are now going to move in to the mantra. And just about every episode, we do a mantra at the end, and it's really like a positive affirmation that I want you to say to yourself several times a day, every day for the next week. So one of my favorites is I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I've done that three or four times over the last three seasons. So that's just what a a mantra positive affirmation is. It's just something you can say to bring up your vibration, to make you feel good, to add some positivity to your life a little bit, even if it's only for a few seconds, every single day for a week. So I thought today we'd do a tantra mantra, but tantra mantras are a little different because there are more about sounds that don't have a specific meaning. It's more like kind of the kundalini where you're chanting and you're awakening divine energy with the vibration of your chanting, but the words don't really necessarily mean anything. And I like to do uh, a mantra here because this is, like I said, real world, that are words that we understand, right? Because I don't speak Sanskrit. I'm not a monk living in a cave. Those are wonderful for the people that it works for. But for me, I want to know what I'm saying. I want it to have purpose and I want to um, I want it to add value to my life in a way that I understand. So today's mantra, and I want you to write this down, I'll say it three times in a row, is everything is working out for my highest good. And what I mean by that is 
trusting the universe, knowing that even when we don't understand what's going on in our life, there's a reason for it. We either have a lesson to learn, it, it will present itself later if we don't understand it now. Maybe it's going to lead to something different. It's a fork in the road that we don't understand, but that fork in the road is leading to a fork in the road that's leading to a fork in the road, which is leading us to our ultimate goal. And if you go back in life and you think of all these random things that have happened, somebody you met at a party or on an airplane or a job you got fired from or a trip you took last minute, there's always, almost always a connection that happened that led to something else that ended up being important. I had a speaking engagement. I wasn't going to go. Something had come up, but I, I had to honor my obligation. I wanted to, of course. I went. Afterwards, there was a party. I wasn't sure if I was going to go. My friends wanted to. I went. I met somebody who ended up changing my life. And again, if I hadn't been asked to chair this event, I would have never met this person who changed my life. And there's so many things like that if you think about your own life. And sometimes they're minor as well. But so that's the idea of everything is working out for my highest good, is that we don't always understand our path. And right now, especially, right, during COVID, a lot of us or a lot of people aren't working or you're working from home, your routine has changed, um, your finances might be different, your geography might be different, our freedoms feel off. And we just have to trust that everything is working out for our highest good. Just keep going. Keep going in the way that feels right. Close your eyes when you make a decision. See how it makes you feel. If you start to sweat and have anxiety, probably not the right decision. A little fear is okay. But if you have that pit in your stomach, that is actually your chakras telling you, that is your higher self telling you, that is not the right decision. Trust your gut. Your grandma wasn't wrong when she said that. Trust your gut. If you close your eyes and it feels exciting or good or it makes you want to smile, or maybe you feel a little nervous, but you see like lightness in your mind, that's probably the right way to go. And the more you practice this, closing your eyes and going with your feeling, the more um, will come to you, the easier it will be to navigate how you feel. Confusion in the beginning is normal. Don't worry, it's normal. But practice it like anything else. The more you practice this closing your eyes and seeing how you feel doing a body scan, the easier it will get and the quicker your answers will come to you. So back to the mantra. Let's say it together three times. Everything is working out for my highest good. Everything is working out for my highest good. Everything is working out for my highest good. I hope you enjoyed this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. Know that you're worthy, you're enough, you're born for a reason. I'm so glad you experienced this with me today. I'm your host, Michelle Schoenfeld. And until next time, namaste. Thank you for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. Thank you, and until next time, namaste.